And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Down Sports Association podcast. I think it's episode 186 today. Um, we got a playoff week one recap, semifinal preview. Um, very, very exciting slate of games that we had this past weekend. Playoffs were played at Lombardi Field for the first time in our league's history. We actually played games at Lombardi Field. Um, and they did not disappoint. It was a rainy day. It was a cold day, very windy. Um, so really had to lock in and really had to focus on making sure you were pulling flags, making sure you were receiving the ball. Um, and quarterbacks had to be on their game and we saw a lot of great games, a lot of great performances. Um, and we have a lot to talk about because I thought these games were really good. And I thought that, um, Everyone that was in the playoffs really came with a different type of energy, and it was it was a good day for the league. Honestly, very happy with how the games turned out. Obviously, um, would have liked to win myself, but nonetheless, let's get started. So the nine o'clock games we had the playing game. So the first playing game was the, the they played at the same time, but we'll talk about the nine c Jaguars versus the eight c Lions. I spoke about in the preview the last two the last time these two teams played the Lions. Uh, beat them 22-18, I believe. It was a lower-scoring game. Um, defense is kind of ruled that day, but on this day, I thought the offenses really took control of the show. Um, Liam Knowles had a huge day. Trevor did a really good job finding guys over the middle. CJ had a big game offensively as well. Um, the Lions, they uh, they played really hard in this game. Vingariano started at quarterback, which I suspect it could be a potential possibility <clears throat> on the preview. Um, and he played the entire game. And we know uh, Vin is a baller. He's never going to get blown out like that. And um, after a slow offensive start, they were able to tie the game up at 13, um, take a 2019 lead. But Trevor comes down the field, big drive, gets it to 27-20. Um, and then the Lions came back down right down the field. Uh, Vingargano running the ball early in the game. Receivers were not making plays for him. So he started taking matters into his own hands. Made a couple nice, really nice throws. But really the story of the day was Vin on his legs. Uh, made a lot of guys miss. Had two touchdowns on the ground. Could have had three, but had one called back for a flag guard. Um, huge day for Gargano. Uh, I believe they he scored a touchdown to pull them within one. And then Captain Joe Liotta decided they were going for two and going for the win, or at least to take the lead. Um, it was unsuccessful. And then after a failed onside kick <clears throat> and a Trevor able to run out the clock and secure the win, um, the Jaguars, the nine seed, started off the season uh, hot, Got had a little bit of a rough patch in the middle of the season, but um, finished strong. And it showed in this playoff game because they came in very uh, – they knew what they wanted to do. U Beer had a big day receiving off the line. Um, offense played really well. Defense did just enough to get the job done. They win this game 27 to 26. Um, up and down season for the Lions. Played well early, just couldn't get the wins. Then kind of looked like they potentially were falling apart, but then had a great last three weeks of the season, pick up four wins in the last three weeks, and found themselves in a game where if they get one more one more uh, big play executed on offense, they could have pulled this game out and won this one. So 
nothing to hang your hats if you uh, nothing to hang your heads on if you're the Lions squad. Played a great valiant effort. Just doesn't always go your way. Trevor, uh, great quarterback play, really uh, played very well. Um, and they were able to come out with a win. I thought both teams really played really well in this game. And uh, if this game was played 10 times, I think you'd be looking at a 5-5 split because uh, two very evenly matched teams played two very close games this season. And uh, it was a great way to kick off the playoffs. Um, other 9 o'clock game, other playing game, was the 49ers led by Nick Suroff against the Oilers led by Mike Gargano. Um, this was the Oilers show. Suroff came down early, scored on a touchdown to Jelani, but then Oilers came right back down the field, score, get a stop, score, get an interception, Markel, score. Just like that, they're up by two scores, uh, going a half. Mikey running, making plays with his feet, good throws down the field, found Bartlett a couple times, um, Cirillo on a, a slant or two. Um, Mikey did. Mikey played a really good game. He he moved the ball. Didn't take a lot of negative plays. Offensive line did a good job protecting him. And uh, like I said, he wasn't afraid to run the ball and really get out in front and just make guys have to pull his flag. He had a long rushing touchdown to put them up by two scores in the first half. Um, second half, it was kind of a slower paced game in the second half. Suroff kind of caught fire. The Niners kind of caught fire late, trying to make a. Um, make a push for a comeback. Uh, big play in the game. Hughes uh, fumbles the ball up in the air and it gets picked off by Bowen, but they call a hold def- defensively. It kind of looked like a hold on the film. I didn't see the play live, but it did look like there was a hold on the play. Um, the Niners would have had a lot of life there if uh, that play was um, not nullified by the penalty. Mikey ends up scoring on his third rushing touchdown of the game and kind of puts the game to sleep. Bartlett gets a pick six to end it. Um, in this game, Suroff just he wasn't he wasn't as sharp as he needed to be. Offensive line, I don't think, did a great job protecting him. Oilers did a good job disguising their blitzes and getting to the quarterback. Um, outside of a couple blunders and letting Jelani kind of get loose a couple times, uh, I thought the Oilers played a really good game defensively, made things really hard for Suroff, and just forced him into making contested throws while um, guys were breathing down his neck for sacks. So, um, Oilers, the 10 seed, beat the 7 seed. So, both of the lower seeds, uh, uh, quote-unquote, upset um, their opponent. But I think these were two pretty evenly matched games. Spreads on both these games were probably one, one and a half pick-ems. Um, but Suroff just not able to get it done. Uh, didn't Don't think he played a terrible game, but it was not what was needed to get the job done and win this one. They lose this game. I believe it was by two or three scores because of the pick six at the end. Um, yeah, tough sledding for the Niners. They lose two of their key players for the season in Sedano and Augie when they were starting to really get things going offensively in the second half of the year, uh, kind of filling in and making, getting fill-ins throughout the rest of the year. They get Jelani for the playoffs, get Alex Cocker for the playoffs, but just wasn't enough, not enough time to build chemistry together. And it kind of showed on defense, uh, cause they just were not able to put together any type of stops. So, uh, yeah. Tough season for the Niners. As for the Oilers, they got to move on and play at 10 o'clock against the Steelers. Um, we'll talk about that game next. Uh, number one seed Steelers, 10 0 regular season. Um, beat the um, beat the Oilers 46 32. Uh, Oilers played a really good game defensively uh, for three downs every time, and offensively, they moved the ball and scored touchdowns. 
Um, Steelers were played by some drops early. Uh, rain really picked up during the 10 o'clock slate. Uh, I also played during the 10 o'clock slate, so I can definitely speak to it. Really poor, kind of really getting down, poured on during the 10 o'clock games. Um, but the Steelers just stuck the course. They didn't let the drops uh, hurt them. They kept on playing defense, and at the end of the day, they did. St- they did still were able to score every time. They got. F- they had four touchdowns, uh, three or four touchdowns on fourth downs, based on what I was watching on the film. Uh, Oilers really made a lot of plays defensively, forced them into really earning all of their points, but. The Steelers just really earned 46 points in that game. They were able to score on fourth down. They were able to move the chains. They were able to not allow the Oilers to really kind of ever get back into it. It was a tie game or a one-score game at halftime, I believe. Um, But then the second half, the Oilers just got stopped once or twice. And then the Steelers take advantage of those stops nine times out of ten. They're a well-powered offense. Defensively, they are just as good. Flag pulling, obviously, during this slate was a little bit more difficult due to the rain. So... I don't attribute, listen, anyone that had trouble, trouble putting, pulling flags on this day, it's not a surprise. It was, it was a tough day to pull flags. It was wet. It was, it was raining. It was windy. Um, it was a tough, it was a tough day. You really had to adapt to the elements and really, uh, put your best effort forward and make sure you were really focusing and locking in on pulling flags and catching the ball. Like I said in the, in the intro, um, Laguna was once again, just masterful, uh, Really got it going. Konish was very involved in the offense. Charlie, uh, as always, his brother had a couple touchdowns. Um, this team just plays really well together, and they showed why they were the number one seed in this game. They didn't let the drops, early drops, early mental mistakes fold them early, and they just, like I said, stuck the course and improved to 11-0 on the season as they advanced to the semifinals. Um it's going to be very interesting to see if they're able to pull out this championship run and go 13-0. Would be the first time anyone ever went undefeated and winning the championship. Um, good season by the Oilers. Um, started with Jirok at quarterback. Moved to Mikey in the middle of the season. Uh, up and down with wins and losses. Find themselves getting blown out going 0-2 in the second uh, second game of a back-to-back doubleheader last week of the season. But pick up a pick up a, a play-in win victory and then push the number one seed uh, into the second half thinking maybe there was a chance of an upset. So um, I know I said it before, but definitely nothing to hang your head on, hang your heads if you're the Oilers. It was a good season. Uh, faced a lot of adversity, but were able to pick up a playoff win and give yourself a chance against the number one seed. Um, so nothing to hold your head, hold your head high. It was a good season for Mikey. Mikey played one of his best days of the season. I thought, or best days I've seen him play in a long time after watching both of the film. Uh, so, uh, he'll be back. I know a lot of those guys will be back. So, uh, shout out to Oilers. Had a good season. All right. Other game was the two seed Vikings versus the nine seed Jaguars. Um, Jaguars win this game 29, 27, um, Tough day for the Vikings. Um, only playing with one lineman. Had Dylan Sheray, my number one receiver, playing uh, playing offensive line because we needed to have at least two linemen. He's the next biggest guy. Looking back on it, maybe I should have just went with three guys on the line that maybe weren't the best linemen, but had Dylan out there. Offense didn't really struggle. I threw an interception early, like middle of the first half, and then I threw one at the very end of the game when I was under pressure with just trying to make a play happen. Um, 
it was a tough. It was a really. It was a tough game. Like I said, the the rain was coming down hard. There was a lot of missed flagpoles. Trevor had two really big runs. They did a very good job at um, taking advantage. I would say of the inexperience of the defensive line on our team. Just moving the moving the defensive line, getting really good leverage. Um, being able to get the edge against us. We were not able to really set the edge against them. They had multiple times where Trevor was running down the field with Ubeer and Stiz in front of him blocking. Um, they had a really good, they, they had a good, they had a good offensive game plan, or I'll say they, the play calling was very good. They mixed it up with the run in the pass. Trevor had a really good game throwing the ball. He got rid of the ball. He made us make plays in the secondary. We had to pull a lot of flags. And on a day like this, it was tough to pull flags. And, like I said, Trevor had two bit plays where he made guys miss or guys weren't able to pull his flag. And they had one. CJ had a long touchdown right after we took the lead. Um, this is a back and forth game. We took the lead. The Vikings took the lead 27-23 with just under four to go. Um, but then CJ, one play down the sideline, um, makes me miss, makes a couple other guys miss and takes us to the house for a touchdown. Um, we get the ball back down two. And we were starting to march on the field, but then I threw an interception on a skinny post. We weren't able to get the ball back, and Trevor gets the last laugh in this rival in the rivalry. Uh, I've been him in the playoffs. He's beating me in the playoffs. It's it's uh it's always a battle every time me and Trevor play against each other. We bring the best out of each other competitively, um, and it always ends up being coming down to really who has the ball last or who really makes that big play. Um, Stiz and Ubeer had big games on the defensive line. I thought KT did a really good job holding his own on the all-line first time. He had to snap all season. Um, just not a good spot really to be in in a playoff game. Pip had a big game. Q had a couple touchdowns. Um, I ran one in. Emmett had a big pick six that I thought was really going to kind of propel us over the edge for a victory. Uh, there were a couple times where I really thought that we were going we to be able to pull that one out. But... The Jaguars really stuck the course. They got it. They they were. I'm not gonna say they were fresh, but they didn't really seem like they were tired at the end of that game, um, like they normally would be. I think with the playoffs and just kind of the extra juice you get from the playoffs, um, they had a lot of life at the end of the game. Liam had an interception. Uh, didn't really do much offensively. I don't think. Uh, we definitely made it a priority to try to slow him down and force Trevor to throw to other guys and make other guys beat us. But kudos, kudos to them, Trevor, Stiz, CJ. They really beat us. You beer another big game receiving off the line. Um, yeah, listen, it was a, it was a good season for the Vikings. Started one and three, won six straight to end the season. Uh, got to where we wanted to be, but just were not able to get it done. I, I hate that we weren't able to have our full team there not one time the entire season. Um, Feel like feel like we never really got to see what we were truly about, but Trevor, without a lot of his guys as well, Deion Miller missed this game, which is a big part of their team. Um, they're able to get the win, and Trevor's moving on to his second career semifinals, and potentially will make his first finals. So, um, as much as I hate losing, I'm happy for Trevor. Um, it's always nice to see new quarterbacks making the semifinals and having success in the league. And Trevor is one of the best we got, and he's playing really good football right now. And I hope it continues. All right, uh, 11 o'clock game was four-seed Bills versus five-seed Raiders. Um, this is kind of – I kind of marked this game on my, like, list as, like, game of the day. Two teams that hadn't played each other yet, both really good teams top to bottom, defensively and offensively. Um, but one team really came to play in this one, and it was the Bills. Uh, they came out on fire offensively. They moved the ball. They scored on their first three possessions of the game, got a couple stops. Um, 
scored at the very end of the half to make it 20-7. to seven. Uh, The Raiders really just never were able to get comfortable. The defensive line for the Bills did a great job at um, disrupting Hogreaves' timing, um, collapsing the pocket on him so he wasn't able to really, like, escape and make plays. Douglas and Red had a bunch of sacks. Um, they they did a very good job at really forcing Hogreaves to be kind of un- really uncomfortable back there. Uh, Dwan, I didn't really think was involved in this game, which I thought was a little interesting. Chris has a great rapport with Dwan. Um, but it was a lot of Cody and Dariel. And uh, Dariel had been the workhorse for that offense all season, but um, just really weren't able to get him the ball enough to really let him make plays and uh, be super impactful on the game. Uh, disappointing ending to the season for the Raiders. Really thought they were one of the best teams in the league midway through the year. They were a physical bunch that really got after the quarterback and um, really played really good defense in the secondary. But in this game, Sobe was able to make a lot of guys miss, ran for a lot of yards, and found guys open down the field. Cam Kroom's long touchdown. Um, Douglas had a couple long catching runs. And Mike Russo also had a, a, a long catching run for a touchdown. So it, it, it was a really good all-around effort from the Bills, but the Raiders really surprised me with their lack of defense in this game. Um, maybe the weather was not the best, obviously, but every team had to deal with it. And... The Bills embraced it, and the three, the the Douglas, Kaka, and Rhett combo kind of won the game for them on both sides of the trenches, just really collapsing the pocket and making life difficult. Kakoda, big game. Um, he's just a really great guy that you can put anywhere on your offense or your defense, and he's going to be impactful. Um, was on my championship team. He has championship DNA. A lot of guys on this team with championship DNA, so... Um, very excited for the next round matchup between the Bills and the Steelers, which I'll talk about on the preview in a little bit. Um, but I really like the way Sobes is playing. He's playing some of his best football. It's been a while since we've really seen this this level of Sobes where he's super confident. He's getting rid of the ball much faster than he's ever gotten rid of the ball before. He's making quicker decisions, and I like that, especially going into this game against the Steelers. He has a, a line that he really trusts, and he got a, a, he's got a good group of receivers that can make plays for him. And, um Keys to being really good in fight football are making guys miss, and his receivers are very good at making guys miss in the open field. So, um, Bills win this game, I think 28 to 12, 28 to 13, 27 to 13, something in that range. Um, it was a valiant effort. Not, it was valiant effort in the second half by the Raiders, but got off to a really slow start and really been able to recover from it. Um, tough, tough sliding for Hogreef. Got a lot better, learned a lot, had a really good season, but. Just uh, came up a little short in the playoffs again. So he'll be back. I know he'll make a run eventually because he's too good of a quarterback not to. Um, as for the Bills, they get their rematch with the Steelers in the semifinals, which I'll talk about in the preview. Uh, but they played a really good game. Um, top to bottom, they made a lot of plays. They didn't allow the Raiders to ever get a lot of uh, broken plays or um bunch of missed flag grabs ended up being touchdowns there just was not a lot of that they made the Raiders earn everything and the Raiders weren't able to weren't able to earn their points um and yeah it was a game that I expected to be much closer and come down to the ending did not do that in any way <clears throat> last game of the day was the six seed Chargers versus the three seed Chiefs um I picked the Chiefs uh, in the preview of last of this week's games last week when I did the podcast, 
Um, but I did mention that if the Chargers were going to win the way it was going to be by playing bully ball, being aggressive on the line of scrimmage, and Kyle's running the football, and they did exactly that. Kyle's went nuclear. Um, he was running all over them. Brazil had a huge game, uh, had a touchdown conversion where he completely mossed the defender. Um, it, it was just an overall great team effort by the by the um, the Chargers. Game got out to a, a faster start. Tommy Chiefs scored quickly on a couple passes to Malik. Tommy running hitting Dennis on a, a small a small catch and run. Um, but then that point from that point forward, it was never easy for the Chiefs offense. Um, the Chargers really made them work. Delon was guarding Malik all game, and after Malik had some early success early in the game, um, Delon kind of kind of settled in and had a much better second half. Um, Malik still definitely had his thing. He scored another touchdown later in the game. Might have been, might not have been in man coverage at that point in the game. But the the Chargers defensive line really just got after it, made life difficult for Tommy, forced him into into a lot of uh, quicker decisions, had to force himself away from the pocket. Lots of sacks from that side. Kyle's doing a great job blitzing for Mundo, Claude as well. Um, and then on offense, they just played bully ball. They they moved the line of scrimmage. Kyle's got out into open space and was running and. Collis put out, he, he was saying 4-4, and I ain't going to lie. It looked like 4-4 out there. There was one touchdown where he he uh, he was in the middle of like three of three guys, like kind of all running towards him, and he just hit another gear and outran them for a touchdown. And in that moment, I said, all right, this is the kind of Collis game that you got to have to win this game. And um, he played a great game. He got rid of the ball. He ran when he had to. And he, they ran a lot of short side run. Like I said, their offensive line did a great job of controlling the line of scrimmage. D-line did a great job controlling the line of scrimmage. And they got a couple stops when they really needed them. Uh, final score in this game, I believe, was 38-19. to But it was really 32-19. Kyle scored in the last play of the game when the Chiefs made them snap the ball to run the clock out. Um, but yeah, Kyle gets his first bear down playoff win after uh, two unsuccessful Two unsuccessful tries prior, um, and they're looking at one game away from the championship game. And I believe that if they play the type of game that they just played this past week, they're going to put themselves in a very good position to be playing in that championship game in a couple weeks from now. Chargers win thirty-two to nineteen. Uh, tough season, tough tough ending to a season for the Chiefs. Um, finished the season seven and three, three seed, just uh, unable to get it done in the playoffs. Unlike Tommy, as he's usually at least good for at least one playoff win uh, a season, comes up a little short in this one. Can't 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 win them all. Uh, had a tough second half after uh, a quicker offensive start. Just wasn't able to punch it in when in the red zone. I credit a lot of that to the Chargers defensive line and the Chargers secondary just really playing very well. Um, Jaden Elliott also had a touchdown in this one. Um, just a really overall great team effort by the Chargers. They really just played a dominant game. DeLon, Ray, uh, Will, all guys that just kind of stepped up, made plays, had a lot of high energy. And when you control the line of scrimmage, it's gonna it's it's hard to lose when you control the line of scrimmage the way they did in this one. All right, that does it. So we had three, how many upsets on a day? 10 beat seven, nine beat eight, nine beat two. Six beat three. We had four upsets of the six. Four of the six games ended in upset. Um, that's what playoff football is all about, man. It's one game. If you come out with a lot of energy and you play hard and effort is there, and a couple of things, couple of plays go your way, couple couple breaks go your way. Um, 
You can find yourself in the winning end, even if you weren't the better team throughout the regular season. All right, uh, let's get to the preview. Previewing the two games, the semifinals will be taking place at the Blue Turf in Sayreville at 62 Dolan Street. First game will be at 9 a.m. between the Buffalo Bills, led by Nick Douglas and Zach Sobieski, against the one seed, 11-0, Pittsburgh Steelers, led by Justin Laguna and company. Um, last two time, these, this time, this, these two teams played in week six and the Steelers won the game 27 to 25. I tabbed this game. I tabbed that game as the game, potentially game of the year before, before it happened, because I felt like those two teams really, um, matched up very well with each other. Two very good teams in the trenches, two very good teams at the skill positions, um, in this game, the last time they played, it was 27-25, and the, the Bills had the ball last. So um, they put themselves in a position to, position to win, and I think that they, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have to play the way they played the last time, and the defense is going to have to be even better than it was. They're going to have to come in with a really good game plan defensively. You have to have a plan for what you're going to do um, when they go with their two two linemen set on one side of the field and really spread and really spread you out on the defensive side and force you into um, man to man coverage and just playing in a lot more space than you're used to playing in when the line is at the when the line of scrimmage and the the snap is from the middle of the field kind of condenses the kind of condenses the space but with the way the Steelers play they spread you out and they have plans for everything they they have to, they read the defense and they know what they need to do based off of it. Um. This is a very tough game to predict to win. It's hard to pick against the Steelers right now. They are the 11-0 team. They have been the alpha, the cream of the crop this season. They've had a couple games lately where they've definitely been um, they've definitely been put under pressure to perform drive after drive, and um, other teams' defenses have gotten stops on them and have forced turnovers. Um, but they are definitely still the best, the best team in the league. They are the well-oiled machine that they've been most of the season, and it's going to take. Um, the Bills' best game of the year to get the job done. They have to be great flag pulling. When Laguna gets in open space, you cannot allow him to make multiple guys miss. When the defensive line gets there, you got to make the sack. If you're on the Steelers, you just got to keep playing the way you're playing. Um, Laguna, Kev Morris, been great off the line this year receiving the ball. Charlie, Konish, Lou have been a great three, uh, three-headed monster trio um, as receivers. And Laguna, listen, this team is going to go as long as Laguna goes. And Laguna is at the top of his game, been for a long time, delivers the ball on point with accuracy. Soap is going to have to be very good in this game for the Bills. Going to have to make quick decisions. Um He's going to have to make guys miss in the backfield because there's going to be plays where the Lagunas win their matchups. I know you have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but there's the, the Laguna brothers and Kevin Morris rushing you. There's going to be times where they win their matchup, and you're going to have to uh, recognize that, have hot routes, and make make sure guys are looking for the ball. Um, <sighs> I want to pick the Bills, man. I'd love to see an upset just for the the uh, the storyline and the 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 com- the parody in the league. But I think I'm going to pick the Steelers in this one. It's going to be a close game. Going to be a one score game. Um, going to be a very highly high energy game. Sadly, I am not going to be at the games. Um, the the league will still run. I have people that are going to be there to set up, make sure we're all ready to go and whatnot. So no worries there, but. I am picking the Steelers in this game. I will definitely be watching on the IG Live come Sunday morning. Um, but uh, I'm taking the Steelers. I think Laguna gets it done. And I think that uh, 
They advance to the finals. In the 10-30 matchup, 10-30 game, still at Bluefield, we have the number six seed Chargers versus the number nine seed Jaguars. Um, the key to this game is going to be, can the Jaguars offensive line of Jodell Ubeer, uh and Abdul hold up against the line and Fumundo and Collis and Ray and whoever they throw on the defensive line um, or Claude. So... That's definitely the key of the matchup because if the Chargers are able to control the line of scrimmage the way that they did um, in the last game, Kyle's going to be able to run all over them, and it could be it could be tough if for on Trevor because he's going to have to get rid of the ball fast, which is definitely not um, a problem for him because that is what he does. That is his game. Liam and CJ make guys miss in the secondary, and that's how they get their yards on offense. Um, I do think they need to incorporate that run game that they ran last week into their game plan because they think that that will help slow down the rush. They, they do a lot of good job of pre-snap motion, make the defensive linemen think more, can't just pin your ears back every single play, have to watch out for the motion give, um, motion fake and whatnot. So uh, the, Chargers, the Chargers know the game that they have to play. They got to play that bully ball offense where Collison can get out in space, make guys miss. And when you have to throw the ball and you see mismatches, you throw the ball and you let your receivers, Brazil, Jaden Elliott, DeLon, Ray, Will, you let them make the plays for you. Um, I like the way the Chargers played last week. I think they went back to exactly what works for them um, the last couple weeks. And it has worked to perfection there on a couple of game winning streaks. Uh, these last few weeks, and I think they're putting themselves in a very good position to be be in the finals. Um, the Jaguars are going to have to win this game uh, on offense, I think, and they're going to have to win it with their their skill position guys. Liam is going to have to be elite. CJ is going to have to be elite. Dion Miller, honestly, I think Dion Miller has to be there if the um, if the Jaguars are going to win this game. If he's not there, he's a guy that they could put on the offensive line. Um, and could give them better time, give them more time, better matchups on the line on both sides of the line to help slow down or neutralize that advantage that the Chargers are going to try to get on the offensive line. So I think if you're Trevor, stick with your game plan, man. You're great at getting the ball out fast. Oh my god, holy shit! You're get it. You're great at getting the ball out fast. You're great at um recognizing defenses pre snap and post snap. And this is this is this might be the best team you got and you've had in a while. So. Um, oh, this is a tough matchup. Um, wow. I'm going to say that the Jaguars pull this one out. I'm going to say 30-28 final. I think the Jaguars, um, I think the Chargers could easily win this game. If the Chargers win, I'm not going to be surprised. They'll be talking shit, saying, oh, Kurt's picked against us. But I got to pick against somebody. I think I'm going to pick the Chargers. I think it's Trevor's time. Um, Collis is playing very well, and I think that if they are able to run the ball and control the line of scrimmage, and they're going to win the ball game. That's it. The Jaguars have to neutralize the advantage that the Chargers have in the in the trenches. If they can't, if they aren't able to do that, if Ubeer and Jodell and Dion aren't able to do that, then they are not going to win this game. But I'm going to have faith that I think they are going to be able to do that. So I'm going to take the Jaguars um, in a very close, high high scoring matchup. So I have a Jaguars Steelers final. Um, I think all four teams are very capable of winning their matchup this week. I think that uh, we're going to see two very highly anticipated, highly high energetic, high basketball IQ, high um, high level basketball, high level football, 
And I think you're going to see a lot of big plays in these games. And like I always say in the playoffs, just a few small plays, a few plays that really just change the game and and, and really decide outcomes. So, um, yeah, man, that's all I got for you. 31 minutes preview and a recap of last week's games. Um, I'm excited for I'm excited to watch the games on on Instagram Live. We'll have the games up on YouTube when the day is done. Um, very excited for the end of the season. I think it was a very good season. I think we have four very good teams left in the uh, Final Four to decide who will be our 2023 Spring League champion. That will do it for another episode of the Bear Down Sports Association podcast. Make sure to follow on all platforms and make sure to um, sign up for the summer season, which will be a shorter season. But when I put out registration, make sure to sign up and do not miss it because it will the registration will go faster than you think. Thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting the league as always. See you at the field on Sunday. Peace.